to all Welsh rugby fans from the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Next Wales coach Wayne Pivak's already planning what he and his coaching team will be up to at the end of the year. We want to be out and about seeing those players, working with those players and, and obviously working with the coaches in the regions quite closely. Some big Welsh derbies this weekend for Dragon Centre Adam Warren. It's a return to the Scarlet region where he's from, hoping for some support from family and possibly friends. No, they stick with me. <laughs> they do stick with me. Maybe a lot of my mates want. <laughs> some, of, some of my mates will get into me, but no, definitely family will follow me. And... Well, the Blues are looking for a clean sweep from the festive Welsh derbies. That would be brilliant, but in the context of our season, the win is regardless if it's a derby or not, or three in a row, it's against the Ospreys who are in our pool. Blues coach John Mulder are there. We're here from all four regions, which of course is coming up. But we go into the new year, there's so much to look forward to with the Six Nations and a World Cup for Wales. But after that, we'll be looking forward to a new Wales coach with Wayne Pivak taking over. He'll also have a new coaching team alongside him with Stephen Jones and John Humphreys. Pivak explained his thinking. Yeah, look, they're um, great people first and foremost. And I've enjoyed obviously working with Stephen now for four and a half years. And getting to know John, he's quite a character, which is important. They both bring an amazing amount of passion to the game and a lot of experience. Both Welshmen, which is important from my end, both been in that changing room as players. Obviously, John's had international experience with Scotland, so he'll bring that with him as well. So, no, I'm very pleased with the two gentlemen we've announced. So, nationality was something that you consciously considered, was it, rather than looking for your contact book from back home as well? Yeah, definitely. We looked at it was a global search, if you like. But from my point of view, if a Welshman was thereabouts, then uh, I was obviously going to explore that further. And um, Stephen wasn't too difficult. I was, you know, he's in the office next door, and. Um, so we know each other very, very well. Compatibility is huge, and I think um, the personalities of both these guys fits everything I was looking for. Starting in July, what are you going to be doing uh, over the, the summer and indeed during the autumn uh, before you actually get your hands on the tiller? A lot of research in terms of opponents. Obviously, these are six nations to get into, the way teams are playing and the way the game is developing and how we're going to play the game ourselves. Also, uh, there's the regions to get around and there's going to be a lot of players that are potentially going to be in Rugby World Cup 2023 and beyond to 27 that are going to be running around in, in Wales 20 sides, under 18s and obviously in the regions. So we want to be out and about seeing those players, working with those players and, and obviously working with the coaches in the regions quite closely. Wales, obviously, you get the players, well, probably more than most nations, but less than you would with regional or, or club side how do you go about making everything a bit more intense and a bit more packed in in the, the weeks when you do have the players under your control? That's going to be the challenge isn't it um, we're obviously looking at uh, the working week that they currently are under and that's why it's very important that a lot of the personnel that are there, um, the likes of Bobby Stridgen, um, you know, Neil Jenkins those guys that are, are staying on become very very important, they know what's working for the current group they know how they're operating their working week and, and they'll be very, very important in those planning phases. Warren Gatland and his team set high standards, do you think, both in terms of results and uh, longevity? Yeah, well, certainly they have. And uh, look, we're ranked about three in the world now, Wales, so um, that's a fantastic achievement. They're in great space leading into this Rugby World Cup and, and they've done a, a huge job. And if you look at the last sort of 18 months, they've developed more depth in the squad and, and that's an important part of... You know, the game going forward from our perspective, there's some very talented players in that group. 
Wayne, you obviously see a lot of qualities in, in Stephen Jones. Do you think further down the track he's a, a future Wales head coach? Good question. A lot of people have, have suggested that or, or spoken about him potentially taking over my role at the Scarlets. And Stephen at the moment is uh, he's still a young family man. He's got uh, a lot happening away from rugby as well. And he's got a pretty full life at the moment, I think. And uh, he enjoys what he does. Um, he's very good at what he does. And that's something that no doubt he'll look at in the future. But only he can probably answer that question. Warren Gatland sets very high standards now, high expectations talks about going to the World Cup and winning the tournament. Can Wales win the World Cup next year? Look, I think they can, and uh, that's the right attitude to have. You've got to have self-belief, and that team has built that up over a number of years now, and the results are speaking for themselves. You know, They're beating Southern Hemisphere teams now and doing very well in the domestic competitions. So, look, I think, rightly so, they go there with a lot of confidence, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them play. Are we beginning to see how Wales are going to play under you? We know how the Scarlets play. Scotland were a pretty mobile forward operation when John Humphreys was there. Are we beginning to get clues on the Wales style after the World Cup? Oh, look, you know, you've got to look at It's a different level of the game, and to think that you can just go and throw the ball around willy-nilly is not going to happen. I think you'll see uh, some of the way we play at the Scarlets, some of the things that we do introduce um, into the national team when we're in charge. But to expect it to be a blueprint taken across, no. I think uh, there's going to be some battles won in the middle of the park first before we can do that sort of thing, uh, that we get away with it at our level. With Neil Jenkins staying on, is, was it important to you to keep some of the staff that are currently you know, already settled in under Warren Gatland to have a bit of cohesion? Oh, definitely. Um, there's a lot of intellectual property in that group. Uh, it would be silly to just uh, make wholesale changes so important people have already been uh, kept on have been spoken to in the medical area there's uh, valuable information on players histories which you don't want to lose there's uh, the strength and conditioning um, there's the analysis side of things um, there's going to be very very little change but this weekend it'll be full concentration on domestic matters after two defeats the ospreys and the blues the scarlets will be desperate to get back to winning ways against the dragons Prop Rob Evans knows they have to bounce back from that disappointing performance against the Blues. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? No one's hurt more than us, really, than the boys and uh, everyone involved. Yeah, as you know, we haven't lost at home for two and a half years or something, and to lose a game, which I know the the score probably didn't reflect the way of the game in the end, but it's it's been embarrassing for us and it hurts a lot. So um, we've lost a few games at the moment and. Um, as we said, like we had 68% possession and we just didn't take our chances. We had enough chances, we just didn't take them. And when you don't do that, you're not going to win the game. So we all know why we didn't win and it's just a case of putting it right this week and making sure that we take the opportunities when we create them. Yeah, which makes this weekend a huge game in the context of the season now as well, is it, in terms of... That, yeah, it's that, been a huge game for the last three, four weeks, but... Yeah, it is. Especially the position we're in now is a massive game. You know, they've had their first win in eight games or something, is it? Yeah, they're going to come down here and fancy it, but um, we're desperate for a win as well, so I'm sure it'll be a tough battle. How do you uh, view your season, Rob? It's been a couple of injuries you've been playing. How do you view it so far? It's been a bit stop-start, yeah. but a sport, so you know, I had a shoulder injury. Was on the bench for Wales a bit, so um, you know, I just feel like I'm getting into it a little bit now. So it's been a bit frustrating, personally. But how did you find that autumn four bench appearances, as you said? You know, it was a bit, little bit different for me. You know, we had some great results. To be fair, the boys were brilliant. 
you know, is a 23 man game these days and if that's what they wanted me to play as in the autumn, you know, I'm happy to do that but obviously want to be starting and hopefully over the last couple of weeks I can, I'm sure I'm still ready to be to be our number one really. Rob, are you part of obviously this, obviously the band in exercise and all the contact yeah. this year, what's the situation with you? I'm in negotiations at the moment but um, yeah, I'll be looking to stay with Scarlet because uh, I don't really want to go anywhere at the moment and um pretty happy here really. There's part of that thinking that Wales and World Cup year and all that side of it as well? Yeah, obviously. The 60 cap rule does influence your decision. Mm-hmm. I want to stay in Wales to play in the Rugby World Cup and um, I feel like I've got my best years to come for Wales yet. If you have to play in Wales to do that, that's what I want to do. I wouldn't want to really play for any other region. Pretty young prop, aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah, you'll feel with a run of games, you can get back to that top form. Yeah, of course. You have peaks and troughs through your career and tough spot in the front row and you have injuries along the way and I don't think you see many front rows who don't have many injuries. Just hitting a bit of form again now and you have your niggles and stuff, but, you know, work hard to get them right. As I said, if you keep working hard and um, true to yourself, you can't do any more than that, really. Rob, can I just ask you, we mentioned about Lee and his concussion yeah. to you at something last year. Yeah. As a player, how tough is that? You know, it is. It's not nice at all. I, I actually underestimated it before yeah. I had it. I think Sam's had a concussion a week before and I was like, soft. <laughs> and then week after, I was out for six weeks. <laughs> and it's not nice. I was perfectly fine that night. And then the next day, uh, I remember my dad coming over and he was scraping something outside. Sound just went through me and... I started being sick and there's been spewing up blood and stuff and uh, yeah, it just wasn't right for weeks really. And it's frustrating because you're, you're watching the big games and you want to get back. You think, ah, oh, I feel all right today, I feel all right, and the next thing, bang, nah. Yeah, it's just not nice. But every case is different as well. The physio said I was very symptomatic. Everyone has different cases, but it's, it is frustrating. A broken bone, or whatever, six eight weeks. But with your head, you don't, you can't see it, so you don't know. But um, it's good now that they they do treat it with the proper care. I'm sure Lee will be fine, but it's just you know a couple more weeks or whatever he needs, and um, there's no point risking it because it could end his career. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. For Dragons centre Adam Warren, it'll be a return to the region where he's from. Encouraged by the way the Dragons played against the Blues and the result against the Ospreys. Start of the season we've been quite close in a few games and we've just got on the other end of the results really. And obviously it's been a lot more positive now after the weekend. You know, we haven't won a derby for a while and it was just it's such a good feeling on the field, you know, playing for each other. We spoke about a lot, a lot about getting, you know, tighter together, and you know the result will come at the end. So yeah, what a difference a kick makes. I mean, you, you showed a lot, especially in the second half against the Blues. Obviously, the kicks went different ways, didn't they? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, in the game, it's, you know, it's a bounce of a ball sometimes. You know, like Ross's try, t- he took it brilliantly, but it's a funny bounce of the ball, and you know that's what's happened to us a lot. Um, a few other games then have not gone away in that sense, and. And Sims first half, the second half, some half, we've been, you know, then we've been brilliant one half, and then so one or two things haven't gone away, um, and it's like pressing the back foot. Or and this weekend was was good. Was um, it's the other way around. I thought first half is you know quite close, 
Um, obviously, we've got a bit of a lead, um, and we've let a lot of them slip. Um, but this weekend, we just dug in deep and managed to just control the game and get that win. Coaching team plainly recognised something in, at the Arms Park and kept faith with the with the players. What was that like? 40 men against the Blues, and as a group, we were so gutsy. I think uh, the coaches just sort of went to reward all the boys. Um, as players, you just want to step up to that level again because we felt that we were unlucky not to win that game. Um, or at least get a draw at the end. Um, we knew if we could keep our discipline, we spoke about discipline, energy, and attitude, just going after them. And obviously, you know, Ospreys came up to us fully loaded, and it was a great result. So, so this weekend, what's it like for you? I love playing against the Scarlets. <laughs> obviously, because I'm like very port boy, snazzy boy. You know, grew up playing with a lot of their players. So uh, when you play against them, it's not, not much of a better feeling. You'll have a bit of banter on the field, but uh, you know, obviously a lot of serious business. And uh, no, it's good, great feeling. Hot a family there. Who do they support? Uh, no, they stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> they do stick with me. Maybe a lot of my mates want. <laughs> some, of, some of my mates will get into me, but uh, no, definitely family will follow me. And yeah, it's a strange trick, as you say. It came through all the academy <coughs> systems, all all of that, and then you've got a chance to go and show them what they're missing, almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoyed my time when I was down there. I was playing with and against, you know, in, well, competing against international centres. Tried a new move, come up the Dragons, and then obviously I've loved it up here. Um, and when you go and play against them boys, then like you know John Davis now, for example, who's British lion. You know, class act, and it'd be good to play against him and try and compete against him. When you're trying to come through and you're looking for your opportunities, and Scott Williams and Jonathan Davis are the yeah, first exactly. choice. Yeah, no, H- and how does that work? How's that? Yeah, I know. And then Regan King was there a bit before oh, that okay. as well, so yeah, yeah. It, it was obviously tough. But I did get a lot of lot of games done there. Showed showed what I could do. And then obviously, I, I thought the right move was to come to Dragons, and it's just hopefully as a team now we can if we can beat them in the weekend, it'd be great. Of course, if you can beat them at the weekend, you've shown by beating the Ospreys and by the performance of the Blues that you you can do it. You're now yeah, yeah. not necessarily the also rounds out of the four regions. No, yeah. As a region, sometimes we do get looked at as the the weaker region. We don't feel that as a group. We're confident that, that we got good players, and we just need to get that sort of little click, really. Yeah, so it'd be nice to just prove to sort of our fans and everyone out there that we are a very competable side and. Uh, you know, we know it's gonna be a tough, tough ask on the weekend because you know in the last two years they've had great form. But yeah, just to beat them and show everyone and what, what we're capable of. You know, at the start of the season, the fans at least would have been looking at this fixture and sort of almost thinking in a W. Yeah, maybe rubbing it out of it now. Yeah, maybe a bit less certain. Especially away from home as well. I think for us now the next step would be just to get that big way away uh, win. You know, in Rodney Parade, we we all love playing there, and the fans are great again behind us. But if we can just go down to Scarlets now, who's two years ago the league champions, semi-finalists last year, get our way win there, then I think our confidence will be through the roof. Then the bruising result for the Dragons against the Ospreys certainly boosted the squad, according to second row Matthew Screech. We're all pretty bruised up, really. Um, but that's what derby games are like, and I love them like that. I mean, especially Rodney Parade, it was it was awesome. On the weekend, to be fair, the atmosphere was amazing down there, and you you don't feel, you don't really feel any bumps and bruises in the game. It's all after the game, and they're worth it, especially when we win. Oh, it was all, it was awesome. It's it's why we played. I mean, and that's why they're the best games of the year. Those derby games, everyone comes to see, everyone watches, and it was great that we could get a win this week. Really, did it feel like the weight had been lifted? Uh, it did a little bit. Yeah, um, when Sam was taking that kick, I felt like. Both, I think it was about four years ago we played against the Blues and Patrick had a kick in more or less exactly the same place the last play of the game and I was just standing there thinking like I can't, it's going to happen again 
but you know we had the luck this time and yeah when, when the final whistle went it was it was amazing like, it, was, it was good while acting head coach Kerry Jones was also pretty pleased with the win as the Dragons start to plan for the future we're at where we're at at the moment until after the Scarlets game and then I think we're going to have a uh, sit down discussion with the board and, and see where we move forward from here yeah so that's where we're at at the moment so you've no idea if it's till the end of the season or whatever no nothing at the moment like I said we'll just we're just solely focused on this Scarlets game you know obviously it's a, it's a huge game for us so um, yeah it's nice to be looking forward to that game and that's all we're concentrating on at the moment have you enjoyed the added responsibility that comes with this new role Look, it's really enjoyable when you beat the Ospreys. Yeah, it can't not be. Obviously a huge performance, and it put a big smile on my face, and I'm not a massive smiler, so yeah, obviously I enjoyed it. Because I guess at the start of the season, you wouldn't have expected this <coughs> turn of events, but does this maybe change your mind? Is it a role you would like to do on a, a more permanent basis? And look, it's it's a really tough one to answer, obviously, because we've had you know a good couple of results, like I said. And, we put a decent performance in, and I'm very happy with that at the moment. And that's all I'm focusing on is the team and the performance. For the Blues, it was an impressive win at the Scarlets as they prepare for this weekend's trip to the Ospreys. Coach John Marlhill was delighted with the way his team came through. The team that got two scores in front was always going to win that game because the conditions were really tough. We just knew if we put um, Scarlets under a little bit of pressure that they'd have to force the game to try and score, and the last two tries came out of... Probably the defence that we had in the first half, the pressure we put on them, so they had to chase the game and two errant passes and we'd worked on that all week that they do move the ball and highest offloading team in the comp. So it's sort of, we set the trap and they went into it. What was the uh, secret to hanging on to the ball though in those uh, difficult conditions which you managed to and uh, they turned it over quite a lot? It was one of those games where I think it's probably better if you don't have the ball. Like I don't think we, we got to... I don't know, 10 phases, we probably got to five phases just a couple of times, but we just wanted to get over the gain line, try and kick on the front foot, put them under pressure, and there was once there they held the ball for 32 phases, 28 phases, 26 and, and 18, so they hung on for long periods of time, but they didn't go anywhere, and that saps you a little bit, and I think you lose a bit of confidence, and they're a team who use 70 metres on the field, but they were very tight, and a lot of one-off runners, and if you want to run straight at a Cardiff Blues player, they'll accommodate you with a shoulder and that's what happened. Is that as good as it's got in your first uh, half season here? Probably as a contest, I thought the Munster game was probably the best we played. Let's be fair, give credit to Scarlets as well. They hung in for long, long periods of time with guys who have only just turned up the club this week to play. So their forward pack was a little bit under strength from four to eight and they were their main ball carriers and they missed a few ball carriers. So, you know, we defended really well. So once it got away, we got away a bit. They hung in there for a long time. How significant do you think it is in the uh, the context of the league table, though, that you do stay in touch with the uh, the playoff place? Yeah, it would have been more significant if they were in our pool, but we play them later in the season, so we hope they get some of that, their players back and they do us a few favours along the way. But the significance of the importance of five points against four is massive in the context of the whole season because Connor are just sailing away at the moment and so too are Ospreys doing re- really well. So... It keeps us in the mix and it keeps it interesting. We've got those two teams twice in the next few months, so we had to win tonight. And if you said we'd win with a bonus point, I'd say you're away with the fairies, but for us to get that five is brilliant. And mentioning Ospreys next week? Yeah, well, we'll celebrate tonight, hopefully, and then we'll move on that next week. But as coaches, we've already looked at those guys. We've had a, a clear image of 
what team they're going to pick, what style of rugby they play, and our message is what we're going to feed in. Different style of challenge to that that you faced against? Yeah, it it is. You have a team, Ospreys, that kick the most in the league against a team who kick the least in the league. And last week, the Scarlets got pulled into the Ospreys game and uh, they beat them with experience. So it's important for us that our plan marries up them giving us the ball and what we do with it. How big a deal would it be to get a victory next week, uh, sort of a clean sweep against the regions? Yeah, that would be brilliant. But in the context of our season, the win is regardless if it's a derby or not or three in a row, it's against the Ospreys who are in our pool. So it's all to play for for us because we played Connacht twice and Ospreys twice within the next you know, six to eight weeks. And that's probably where our season's going to head to. And obviously Glasgow at home in one of those last games is going to be massive for us as well. The Ospreys had that opening win against the Scarlets before slipping to that narrow defeat at the Dragons. So what lessons does coach Alan Clark take from that? We've got to look at our own. Accuracy first and foremost with the ball. We created loads of opportunities. We've just spoken about it in the shed there. We're frustrated that we didn't take them. And then you look at a couple of opportunities, what they came from. A couple of bounces of the ball and another day maybe you get and you do need a little bit of luck. All credit to the Dragons. I thought they, they fought for everything when we did bust them. They scrambled in D. I think you couple that with maybe a forced pass or a turnover at the breakdown. Then uh, it is what it is in that regard. And we're sitting here Probably haven't created enough chances to win a couple of games of rugby, but ultimately we're on the back end of a defeat. In terms of overall performance, was there much that had changed from last week against the Scarlets? I felt our attacking game had good flow to it at times today, early on and particularly late on when we're chasing it. We know how we want to play. We're still a team in progress. We didn't get too far above ourselves last week when we won. We didn't shout about it. I'm not going to get too down on the boys today. I still know we created enough there. And I know with the right endeavour and the right accuracy, we'll score those tries and another day we get the victory. Were the Dragons better than you expected? No, they're always going to beat somebody. Obviously, you're disappointed if you're the head coach of the team that they beat. But all credit to them. They fought hard. I don't think our boys fought any less, to be honest. We just didn't nail those opportunities. Probably we weren't ruthless enough at the end of the day. Back at home against Cardiff Blues, what sort of aspects of the game will you be looking to improve on? It's pretty simple. We need to tidy up and take those chances. We need to ensure that we come away with the victory on Saturday. And with Cardiff Blues' victory over the Scarlets, what did you make of that? I thought it was very impressive. Obviously the Scarlets have got a number of injuries, but I thought the Blues were very impressive indeed. How difficult for you as a coach is it to sort of manage expectations, as you say, you're trying to keep a lid of things when you win, not go too far down the, the other way? Uh, it's obviously difficult with supporters. Is it the same with players or not? I think if your players aren't fronting up and if it doesn't matter to your players, then you've got an issue. It obviously does to us. They're really proud men in there. They're good sportsmen. At the end of the day, they're good men. I spoke to them in those terms. They're rugby intelligent enough to realise the aspects of the game that we need to work on. They're rugby intelligent enough to know what we did well and what we need to do better. And they know what next Saturday's about. In terms of selection for next week, um, pick the same side two weeks in a row. Is it likely at this very early stage that you might think about refreshing the selection? I thought some of the bench did really well. You know, if not all of the bench when they came on, they added to our, our attacking flow score a really good try so we'll take stock of things we'll see what the bumps and bruises are like still ambitious to deliver a performance on Saturday
two really exciting matches this weekend. Plenty to report back on next weekend as 2019 starts with a Derby bang. But until then, from the Principality of the Union podcast, goodbye. <laughs>